are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loud-mouthed movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today we're going to be dropping our Halloween special on you. We've prepared something very special for our Halloween podcast this year. James, what will we be talking about today? Halloween. I know, but what are we actually going to be doing today? What's our topic of conversation? I'll give you a hint. Okay. (sighs) Oh. Halloween, man. Halloween, Halloween. The movie. The movie. Oh, yeah. The film Halloween. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Well, this is a uh, throwback retro review. Retro review. Heading back to 1978. James, where were you in 1978? If this movie came out, it did come out around Halloween time, didn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it so. was it was timed. I was approximately eight months old. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go see it in the theater. At least I don't think I did. I don't remember it. Uh, that's awesome. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Halloween comes out in 1978. Oh, wait, Kyle. Yes. Where were you in 1978? I was not even a thought in my parents' minds yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's safe to say that this movie... Um, has broken the mold on lots of the things that we have now. It sets up so many cliches. Oh, yeah. uh, it's the it's the starting point for much more to come after that. So just a little background on this film. When it was there's tons of great documentaries about this. I encourage you mm-hmm. if you got a copy, you can pick one up at your local dollar store or whatever. You'll find the <laughs> it, they're everywhere. You'll yeah. find the documentary about this really fascinating. But the primary budget was about $300,000. John Carpenter's writing and directing this film. Mm-hmm. It ends up netting $47 million in the U.S. box office, $70 million worldwide. Wow. What a splash. Oh, yeah. Strong investment. And <laughs> since then, believe it or not to most people, this actually surprised me a little bit, this was preserved in the National Film Registry, the Library of Congress as well. I didn't know that. So this was deemed culturally and uh, historically significant enough to find its place there. And I think that's really interesting. Excellent. Well, we yeah. can hit on that in a little bit as well, how we feel about that. But um, this, I, I love this movie. Let's go with our opening thoughts and our, our, our overall view of this film. So start us off, James. What do you think of Halloween? Opening thoughts. Halloween is a classic. It is perhaps my favorite crutch movie tied to a holiday. I have crutch movies. We've talked about crutch movies. Um, This one is my favorite. I make sure I watch it every Halloween. It's a tradition of mine. I've owned it in one form or another probably my whole life, whether VHS or you get the idea. Yeah. Um, Currently have the dollar. Betamax. Probably in my family. (laughs) We never had a laser disc player, but yeah. It's terrific. I've I've seen so many documentaries about it. To me, um, much like Rocky, much like other classic movies we discussed everything about it is iconic the theme song mm-hmm. the villain mm-hmm. or the whatever you want to call him the the, the, the killer the, yeah. the the terror right michael myers he's classic um the setting the camera work the the essentially the invention of the slasher film mm-hmm. the babysitters the punishing for 
promiscu- promiscuity, excuse <laughs> yeah. me. Um, the stumble as you run away. The, uh-huh. Everything about it, right? It's the no matter how slow he walks, he will catch he up will to catch you right up. around the next corner. No ma- <laughs> if, even if he was behind you five seconds or somehow he'll loop his way around the house, cutting all the phone lines <laughs> on the way and appearing in front of you the next yep. second. Oh, but it just never great. feels the methodic, cheap. The methodical killer, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it's never cheap, which is something I really enjoy about this. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 designed really well. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What about your first impression? Oh, I love it. Or your I, overall impression. I right? saw it a while back. I think I was like 15 or 16 years old. And, um, and it spooked me when I was that age. And, um, and it's still a scary film. Don't get me wrong. Um, when you watch it now as an adult, you can definitely see that it's dated a little bit. Um, yeah. Which is probably the only negative it has going for it. Um, it's just a little bit of that dating. But I I love this movie. I think that it is a perfect um, exercise in restraint on the part yes. of the filmmaking. Everything is on screen, but you are inventing this whole situation and all of your terror about what's around the next corner and how something happened or what's disturbing you about this whole situation is all your invention on the film. And I love that. Um, I love Donald Pleasance as an actor. I've seen him in many things. Um, Wake and Fright is a brilliant film, uh, Australian movie that I'd recommend to anybody with Donald Pleasance in it. Uh, brilliant actor. Um, does a really good job with this script and keeping what I think would be some a lot of cheesiness uh, from slipping um, just with his presence and his care on the script. And, uh, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis' film debut. Film she debut. was on TV at the time but never in a movie, and I think she uh, broke out, and understandably so. It was a great performance from her. So I love this movie. Excellent. I'm going to piggyback on something yeah. you just said about the restraint because a lot of the comments I have about this movie is, in fact, the slow buildup mm-hmm. of the whole thing. There are so many long shots of uninterrupted panning with the, the character, following them on a path. Um, you don't know quite when a strike is going to happen or how it's going to happen. There is such a slow build. The action doesn't even really begin unless you count the, the killing of... Oops, spoiler alert. Right? <laughs> unless you count the killing of the truck driver as he escapes from the asylum, there really isn't any action until like the final what 25 minutes of the movie yeah except for like like the first minute you just have the the voyeuristic you know build up of the 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 opening of michael myers but even that takes a long time yeah and you have no idea what's going on the whole time you're you're like totally confused and taken out of it so that's a real big surprise and then it just leaves you for a while and then you're you're just left hanging there wondering what is going to happen, what's coming in the future. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that opening sequence because I can mention a couple things tied to it. Some of the strongest points of the movie, in my opinion, are all contained in that opening sequence. It's one long, continuous Mm -hmm. shot, uninterrupted. The music and the sound effects are timed perfectly with what's happening on the screen. A light goes out and it's accompanied by... So 70s, yeah. but, uh, but fittingly perfect, but perfect. For what's going on. Yeah. As he climbs the stairs, the, the music slowly dies out, and then a clock, bong, mm-hmm. bong. The music kicks in and fades out at perfect moments all throughout the movie mm-hmm. and accompanies everything brilliantly. And then, of course, it's first person. It's one long, continuous yeah. shot. Man, and yeah, the like the quotes, the the dialogue is bad, right? Yeah. But these are the little <laughs> things we're willing to overlook because the movie, as as a as a, in its in its total package, 
is so great and so iconic and classic that you'll overlook the fact that mm-hmm. the girls all giggle their way through their lines mm-hmm. and they're all very one-dimensional very and dumb. stereotyped yeah and, yeah and i think that's part of the point um that they're trying to make with yeah. the with the idea of the movie and everything but yeah it's you you can leave all that in the dust because you're so afraid the whole time of what's going to happen to these people that every stupid thing that they're saying you're like no be worried about anything that's happening around you don't be distracted by trivial nonsense yeah i love the opening build up um and you can compare it nowadays to the type of work that they do with the found footage stuff where it's shot from the camera perspective mm-hmm. and you're going to turn and maybe there's going to be something there but as you mentioned, it's orchestrated. Like it's it's perfectly planned out and played out because it's a complicated thing to shoot, and it just builds so brilliantly. And you you put your in that mindset, you're in that person's mindset, and you're almost like feeling what they're thinking and churning and what's going on in Michael Myers' mind, and you're like inventing it. Maybe because he's crazy, maybe because he's evil. You're trying to figure out why all of this is happening and go along with it. So I love. I, I love the overall this this movie is so fantastic. But Excellent. what what were some of your favorite parts of the movie and, and are there any things that you think needed work or, or were detracting at all? Well, I have a a, <clears throat> a list of really powerful, intense moments in the movie that oh, that are specifically designed for just Perfect. that. And let's go through it because everybody knows on Loud on the Set I make lists. Yes, list it off. Okay. We already talked about the opening sequence. Well, yes. you know what? We skipped over something that to me mm. is just as powerful as any other part of the movie, and that is the opening credits. Oh, Holy cow. Yes. A slow pan in on a really sloppily made jack-o'-lantern, but mm. with the music, which we know is just beyond classic at this and point. Everything is just pitch black around yep. it. And you you're almost just waiting for something else to show up as it's going in on the jack. It's a perfect suspense. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what you're getting into when this movie. Everything starts. about the opening sequence is brilliant. The font, the color scheme, the jack-o'-lantern is it looks like a, some stupid little kid made it, but it's scary. <laughs> it is and it, scary. It, it hones in right on the eye and the nose. Oh, my it God. It fades out right when it gets in there. Like, yep. it's all dying. All, all right. So I'm glad we got to cover yeah. that because that's huge. Um, what else? The opening first-person build-up sequence is really yep. um, intense. We already talked about and that. And it's also not cheap and for no reason. It's a, it's a complete building block of where the rest of the story and the character of Michael Myers comes from, which is um, really interesting. Yeah. All right, what else do I have? Some intense moments. Um, one, moments that I look forward to every time I watch yeah. the movie. When Michael Myers stuns the little kid outside of Tommy's school. The three kids just oh, got finished. Yeah. The three kids just got finished teasing Tommy. Uh, he trips and falls and splatters his, his pumpkin all over the place. You feel really bad for him. Uh-huh. One of the bullies is running away. Satisfied that little prick. He you know, messed around with Tommy. And bam, yeah. Michael Myers is right there. You do not expect him at all. No. The sound effects that accompany it, the music kicks in just after the kid looks up at him stunned and his facial expression is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the kid runs away scared as he should. The music kicks in and Michael Myers stalks Tommy in his car. All one shot. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I take the fact it cuts briefly to show him opening the car door and getting in. But man. John Carpenter's skill with the camera is so yes. underrated. His framing of everything, mm-hmm. every layer of every scene, every edge of every scene mm-hmm. is perfectly placed for something suspenseful. You're you're feeling it, and then when you're not feeling it, that's when you're about to get beat by something. Michael Myers <laughs> is going to pop up and, and do something. And uh, just uh, for John Carpenter, I mean, you can look at all the stuff that he's made, I stand by that he's one of the greatest directors of the genre and of um, 
I want to call it almost like guerrilla filmmaking, but mm -hmm. it's it's also just like personal filmmaking. You know, he has such a clear voice and image that speaks John Carpenter. And the film that came directly before this was Assault on Precinct 13. Have you seen this movie? I have not this heard a, about it though. This is a really it. interesting movie, and you can see um, a lot of development from that film to this one in terms of the slow stalking pace of what's going on um, and that slowly building terror. And I think that a lot of ideas from that came into this film and just found a perfect venue to come out and be something that was going to be timeless and classic. So. Thank you, John Carpenter. Thank you, John Carpenter. Okay, yes. here's some more moments that I love in this movie. I love all the establishing shots, Kyle. <laughs> I love that there are leaves rustling around on the ground. I love the neighborhood settings, wide streets, sidewalks, quiet, people peppered throughout the neighborhoods and stuff like that. It sets the scene perfectly for a, a fall day and it's, I, it's, it's halloween i it's love great. that you say that because yeah. if you've watched any of the documentaries you know that they were filming this in california california during the summer where <laughs> there was absolutely no fall happening so they had to paint fake leaves yes, collect right. them for right. every scene and bring them around and that shows you the level of care that comes in with this three hundred thousand dollar budget twenty thousand of which went straight into donald pleasant's pocket <laughs> so your went far less to jamie lee curtis and uh and michael myers himself uh who got i think 25 bucks a day or something like that oh my goodness but uh every inch and to, to come away with looking at the set dressing like that and knowing mm -hmm. that that's what they had to go through to give you that classic fall scene you curl up in your midwestern cold little neighborhood oh it's perfect yeah if you didn't if you weren't told in a documentary that it was filmed in california and if you don't have a, a keen eye to spot to some of the palm, the palm trees, trees. <laughs> you would think it was filmed somewhere in the midwest Absolutely. right i love it okay what else do we got um well we'll have to jump a little bit sure. forward into the movie but one of my favorite scenes is um, the way Michael Myers treats Bob and Linda, that whole sequence. Bob and Linda are the over six teens that right. Bob is the one that's wearing the big giant sure. Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> Linda's the ditzy blonde. Ah, yeah. Give me a beer, right? And all that. The way he takes care of Bob, he boom, punctures yep. him with a knife. Well, first of all, the jump out is great uh -huh. from the, the pantry. And he right. pins him to another pantry door with his butcher knife. And then he cocks his head three times looking at the guy that he just murdered. Like an animal assessing the, like, thing in front of him. Yeah. And what does he do? He comes up with a plan to wear a white bed sheet back upstairs with Bob's glasses on mm -hmm. in a really terrifying scene where she turns his back to him to call up Laurie Strode on the phone. Mm -hmm. And he, dum, dum, dum. He starts walking towards Creeps her. towards her. And the whole so crowd. So slowly. Yeah, so slowly <laughs> while the phone is ringing, while Lori picks up, and he's he's coming. Mm -hmm. And she has no idea. We know as the audience, what a brilliant scene. Oh, yeah. I love it. And, you know, he, he offs her by strangling her with the uh, the telephone cord. Mm -hmm. Things you can't do nowadays with cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love that whole thing. I love that Michael Myers went through the the trouble of, like, of putting on a mm -hmm. costume. Woo! Yeah. It's... Woo. It's really terrifying the because uh, when you watch it and this was something I was going to mention um, the sequels to this film are I think we can both agree garbage total garbage <laughs> absolute garbage yeah, um, absolutely but something that the second one does um, in trying to keep with the first one's energy is start right where it leaves off right at the end right um, and 
keeps going, kind of like Rocky Two did. Yeah. Um, and it <laughs> and it has that same kind of feel. But one of the things that it does is it changes some of the plot points and characterization of the first movie, which I hate when films go back and do that. I'm looking at you, Lucas, changing all those scenes in Star Wars and everything. Revisionist history, right? Revisionist <laughs> history. It, it changes some of the plot, and I really don't like that because I don't think that it was first imagined that way. Um, and some of that has to do with Michael Myers' motives. And I think one of the brilliant things yeah. about seeing this first is just knowing that he's this sheer force of evil, which mm-hmm. I know Donald Pleasance has uh, many lines about talking about, just the pure manifestation of evil. The blackest eyes. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, it, and that terror, you insert any motivations, any sense of guilt you have with the pure manifestation of evil that may be coming for you on mm-hmm. Halloween, and you've got this horrible, terrible experience. But then when they go back and they change the motives, it takes away some of that terror. You're not thinking about yourself anymore. You're just focused on the characters in the movie and what makes this so brilliant is that it's it's designed to give everybody the heebie-jeebies about what could be behind their door and is it the boogeyman yeah like, <laughs> like she thinks well no i i agree with you 100 percent. the simplicity is what worked so mm-hmm. well in the original and that is uh, you know the, the person closest to him from the psych ward or whatever you want to call it right uh explains him as just pure evil mm-hmm. the the blank face um looking at the wall, not seeing the wall, looking mm-hmm. forward to this day, 15... He hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. Purely and simply evil. We don't have to get into these cockamamie explanations to try to milk this story for right. more than it's worth. It's, it's standalone, and it's mm-hmm. perfect. It's not messing around. Though. It's not messing around. Yeah. It just gets to the point. He's evil. It's scary. Let's, let's, let's go. And like, that theme survive will, this. That you know? theme will stand the test of time, more so than something like fratricide or something really specific yeah. plot-wise that would go on. Exactly. It'd be interesting. All right, Kyle, I'm going to jump... Jump uh, us. Uh, from the Bob and Linda scene... Oh, jump us. Jump us. <laughs> <laughs> not right. Michael Myers. Don't you jump us. Yeah, we were, please. Not, we were not like that. Okay, the um, we're towards the end now because yeah. Bob, Bob and Linda have been off right. and have a couple of really powerful moments at the end Okay. because the pace really picks up. Oh, yeah. Exciting things happen. That's where you and start here, to pulse pound. Yeah, here are some really <laughs> great things that jumped out at me. Um, well, first of all, we were jumping ahead to Lori's already fought him quite a bit, stabbed him with the needle down in the, uh, in the living room and uh-huh. she fled upstairs. The closet scene. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Is that not one of the most intense <laughs> horror movie scenes? He's punching through the, 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 the thin little wooden slats of the closet door, shaking the hell out of it, uh-huh. you know, reaching and trying to get her. She stabs him in the eye with a wire hanger. Oh my God. So intense. Um, and I think underproduction in that scene comes into play so well with oh, what's yeah. going on. Oh, it's yeah. like the most noir lighting, just one bright light, mm-hmm. all these dramatic shadows, the swinging incandescent light just going back and forth, and you're stuck, you're trapped. You Everybody's been there in one way or another, and you're stuck there, and you have to just wait and like do whatever you can to try and face the inevitable. Me and my brothers and so sisters brilliant. used to reenact that scene. Because we, we had a closet very similar to that, very skinny, and with those doors that opened in that fashion. Are they still paying for their therapy to this day? Oh, no, we, we, it was, we all loved doing it. Okay, it was great. Good. All right. Take turns with Michael Myers. Um, towards the end, too, when Lori thinks she has him beat again, and she foolishly uh, walks away from the room and leaves weapons all over the place, whatever, 
and she's leaning against the threshold of a doorway that's blackened, and he slowly comes into view. Holy shit, is that not classic? Um, and that oh, yeah, leads the, me to... The fade-in lighting, the, and also when he's yep. laying on the ground, and she's just, like, waiting there, and he just goes... And this, like, yep. sits straight up, and then... One movement at a time, like he he's like rebooting or something. Oh my Sits goodness. up and then turns his head and then stands the rest of the way up, like the creepy evil robot. Oh my god! Every, almost every time he's simply uh, revealed in a moment where he's not moving a lot is mm-hmm. great. It's 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 perfect imagery. He's stoically just standing there. In fact, he, well, how about the, the, the hedge person... scene? Oh, exactly. He's waiting by the edge. Just then, standing oh, there. He's just standing there. She Whether sees he's him stand- out the window by all the... Oh. Yeah, by all the laundry. When he's God. when he's stalking her outside the outside of her home. Makes me and shiver. He's, he's among the laundry. <laughs> when he's on the sidewalk, every time he's just standing there. And uh, after Lori had tumbled down the stairs from being um, stabbed in the in the sleeve, mm-hmm. his profile, the profile that he cuts in the in the dark background at the top of the stairs, where he dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun, pauses at the top of the, at, ugh, at the top of the stairs, all these are so classic. Mm-hmm. And they in fact, up- when he's not there, it's classic because that brings me to the oh, very, yeah. very end. Because when Donald Pleasance looks over the railing, expecting to see his body laying mm-hmm. there, and he's not there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the music kicks in. And, oh my god! And you don't know where he went, or if he was like there, or what happened. Yep, it's just gone. And then, of course, you get all the fun lines and. Um, all the great acting from Jamie Lee Curtis at the end, and it's you, know, you set up those cliches that come from it. The the last pure surviving girl from the yep. <laughs> the <laughs> debauchery mess that were all of her friends and everything. And um, yeah, it's easy to see when you when you go back and watch this after you've been exposed to mainstream Hollywood at this point. Um, having never seen this, you would think that it was kind of silly and trite coming from all of those resources but it all came from this yeah I mean, this is the inception and it's done so well so minimalist and so focused on every single aspect of the scenes and the characters and making them just vague enough that you can insert yourself in almost any of their different personalities and feel empowered terrified and all those different emotions going through the movie and that's what really gets you riled up when you're on one of these roller coasters slasher rides it's a history lesson kids all of our all of our young <laughs> listeners out there who have to listen to the censored version of this podcast do we even have a censored <laughs> no, version we don't. <laughs> well for all the young listeners out there if this is a history lesson go watch it do your research everything every screaming babysitter tripping mm-hmm. and falling running away yelling uh, every brutal killing of anybody that's ever dared express their sexuality it all came from here um what else we got kyle what else we got? uh well i wanted to talk a little bit about um cliches and things okay. uh in reference to some other horror films and some people do it really well and somebody that uh we just lost this year um maybe a month or so ago wes craven a mm. brilliant director um brilliant movies that he's made i cannot say that i enjoy them all um, <laughs> and i don't think he'd want me to lie and say that i did but really great ideas and where all of our uh, horror films, slasher films come from now is like Halloween or Scream, basically. Like yes. those are the two standards. Such a brilliant satire on all the things we're talking about. So Halloween breaks the mold, changes the formula, and then Scream does something really similar, but uses that restraint, reformats those cliches and gives you something brilliantly different 
um, but also in that same genre. And we have a lot of people that can do this really well, and we see those things. So it, I think that the state of horror films now, though, in Hollywood is very disappointing. Um, yeah. I haven't seen a good horror film that hasn't been from the 80s or 70s in a really long time. I think I mentioned before, um, Record, the mm -hmm. Barcelona film, um, is really fantastic. And there's some hidden gems in there. But I wish that there were more people like this taking really good care. I wish that there were more Wes Cravens out there trying things that are, you know, their own, their personal voice and everything that aren't just horrible, disgusting gore fests. Because that's saw. not... I'm looking at you, Saw. The original Saw was, I would beg to say, a, a really well-done take on um, psychological horror. Uh, we, I but, do disagree. That movie is garbage. But the, the, the culmination <laughs> of everything after that... I Carrie Ilwes, or however you say his name, right? How do you say his last name? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the guy Ilwes? from The Princess Bride, right? Yeah, Ilwes, whatever his name is. <laughs> that is some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. There's pros and cons Holy to that shit. film, for sure. I think sucks. the overall idea is good, though. But, um, but the, the schlock fest, the gore fest, um, and when you look at this film... Can you identify scenes that were really disgusting and gory and violent? Not at all. No, because there aren't any. And anything that you really think is terrifying or, or oh, this horrible image in your head, you've invented for yourself. You've taken all the pieces that have been presented on the screen and you've invented this, uh, this image, which is so wonderful. And it lets you be the author of your own terror, what's going to get to you. And I really enjoyed it. Well, here, I have a, um, a comment about yes. how unoriginal the, the, the field has been. Sure. What are your thoughts on Blair Witch Project? Mm. So That was rather original for the, yeah. for the time, right? When it I came out? am a strong stand-behinder. Stand-behinder? I stand that behind sound right. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project Me very too. strongly. Me too. Yeah. I like it, yeah. Good. We'll, um, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we can have a whole whole other podcast about the Blair Witch Project um, on its own. I think that is a brilliant piece of um, your own psychological terror. Exactly. Low well. budget. You you invent all the terror in that movie. Huge impact. And there's not a movie that I think keeps me up at night looking in the shadows more than when I rewatch that again. I feel like such a baby. But <laughs> every time I rewatch that movie, I'm like, I'm not going to be scared. I get scared every time. What a polarizing movie, though, because you oh, yeah, love some it people hate it. Hate it. Some it's people so hate much. it. And I think that, that it's, I don't know. Actually, I don't know really why they hated it. I mean, the screenplay is exactly what it should be. And, and it's there's not much substance there, but what you're getting is these pictures of these characters and... Um, I, yeah, I really like that movie a lot. Excellent. Well, I'm going to bring it back to Halloween now, Kyle, yeah. but I'm going to make it personal. Do it. Because I have some stories from oh, my life excellent. that make Halloween even more meaningful to me. Wonderful. Would you like to hear them? I would love to hear them, How James? about you guys out there? We'd like to hear it too, James. All right. Some stories that make Halloween even more memorable and special to me, Kyle. Hooray. Number one. I decided a long time ago when I was a freshman in college that I was going to make a little tradition out of the movie Halloween. Mm. I was going to, whether it was by myself or with people, watch the movie Halloween every Halloween night. Yeah. I made this decision. I had my VHS, cop, VHS copy when I was in, in college. And I said, you know what? I think th this is something I'm going to do forever, like for the rest <laughs> of my life. I'm going to watch Halloween on Halloween night because if I'm ever lacking for that feeling of fall oh, and yeah. being scared oh, you're and right Halloween, I can at least... <laughs> live it vicariously through the movie. And that's mm -hmm. why I love the setting so much. Oh, that's why I love all that stuff. Yeah, it's perfect. Because I studied in Florida. 
And all right, well, I guess I need a film that was based in California <laughs> to make me feel like I'm in cold weather. Blah, blah. Anyway, I'm a freshman in college, if you can imagine, Kyle. Travel with me, time machine. Right? I am traveling. We're going man. back, right? <laughs> I invite a bunch of people over to my dorm room on Halloween night, mm. my freshman year of college. I say, hey, I got the original Halloween. Have you ever seen it? Most people had not, believe it or not. All right, come over to my, come over to my dorm, blah, blah. <laughs> I get about six or eight people in my dorm room to watch Halloween on a tiny little TV on a VHS copy. And little did I know that somebody in the crowd that I had invited was into me. Ooh. Yeah, there was a girl who took up the invite, not because she was dying to see Halloween oh, and John yeah. Carpenter's, you know, <laughs> you know, runaway underground, you know, runaway cult hit. It's because she thought she might be able to make some moves. Right. So now I'm sitting there and I had no idea. I'm clueless as all hell that this person is interested in me. I'm, I want to watch Halloween. And I make myself very comfortable on my bed. And I make it very clear. Only mm. I could be on this bed and everybody else find yourself a fucking you chair somewhere. <laughs> and so... Um, I was told later the girl gave me these puzzled looks like, what is wrong with this guy? How come he doesn't oh, want anybody? that is so funny. And I'm watching the movie and I'm <laughs> loving it. And apparently the girl's whispering to people around like, is, is he interested? Like, can, do you think I should make a movie? Is he like, not oh. understanding my advances? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm clearly watching Clearly not. It. Clearly not. <laughs> totally oblivious. I'm into the movie. Kyle, as soon as the movie ended, I fucking flipped the lights on. I went, all right, everybody out. And I cleaned out everybody. <laughs> Putting on hold a relationship that could have started potentially that night by months because it we didn't have another shot for a while. That's hilarious. And I only found out much later that, you know, I came over because I wanted to, you know, get to know you. Blah, blah. I didn't fucking know. I'm watching <laughs> Halloween and I kicked everybody out as soon as it ended. I'm Are like, you in get touch out. with this person still to this no, day? This is oh, a, okay. this is an XXXXXXXX. Put as many just X's curious, as you need to, right? Just curious. No, but that's fun. You it, know what's interesting about that is my freshman year of college, my first Halloween, I also watched Halloween yes. with uh, with a good friend of mine. So yeah, right. that's awesome. It's a good tradition. I, it I've is kept a good it up. tradition. All right, story number two is gonna is gonna take a little while to tell, okay. but it's worth it. Fast forward now, Kyle. Mm. Two thousand six. <laughs> All right, I'm living in Austin, Texas, mm. and with my partner at the time, I decide, you know what? We have to watch Halloween on Halloween night. And there's a pretty famous movie theater in Austin, Texas called The Alamo Draft House. It's great. Shout out. And they were showing Halloween in its original format. Nice. Not restored, not digital, none of this 25th anniversary bullshit, whatever. It had like the, what do you call them, the cigarette burns and the, yeah. sort, of, the sort of wavy lines that you would expect on a, Grainy, on a projector. dark yeah. <laughs> image. And they were showing it. And I said, yes, we got to go see this. We go see it. We show up to the theater. And there's only like two or three other couples sitting in the theater. And they're, they're a little bit forward. And I think, wow, this deserves more attention. But <laughs> I don't care. I'm here for, you know, my enjoyment. And I'm sitting there with my significant other. I'm getting her hyped up. You know, I'm, you know, getting excited myself. And suddenly, I look to my right. And the most disheveled, disgusting, creepy, scary looking guy... <laughs> Big, unshaven, a mess comes walking slowly down the aisle. I look up, and he sees me, and I see him. We lock eyes, and I think, oh, fuck, you know? It's Halloween night. Michael Myers. What the hell is this guy doing here by himself? I keep an eye on him. He passes my row, walking very slowly and deliberately. He might have been even wearing a garbage man's outfit, like that one piece. Anyway, completely, like, really freaky looking. 
and he goes a couple of rows in front of me and he sits between me and my girlfriend at the time and the next groups of people, right? Uh-huh. And I go, all right, good. You know, as long as he's in front of me, <laughs> he'll kill them first, right? He'll, oh, he'll, he'll kill the people in front of me first. It'll give me time to, to grab my girlfriend and run out of there. So I'm all right. I'm a little bit nervous, but I, I have him in my vision straight ahead, right? Straight ahead. The movie's getting ready to start. They turn off the lights. The lights are dimming, right? The guy gets up, walks back into the aisle, and now he sits two or three rows behind me and my girlfriend. <laughs> all by himself. He's like right over my shoulder. I can't take this. And I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, how am I going to relax and watch this movie? I watched the whole movie knowing that this psycho's right behind me expecting an axe to my head at any moment. And it didn't happen. He didn't, he didn't attack us during the movie, but I was scared the whole time. It actually added to the enjoyment of the movie because I'm like on edge, right? <laughs> Fucking movie's over and I was whispering to my girlfriend time, as soon as this movie's over, we are getting up and running out of this fucking place. I don't care what. You know, we're not even watching the credits. Movie ends, boom, out of our seats. We run out of there. I see the guy. He's looking at me as we leave and we run out of there. Now, this movie theater only had an exit at the, the not the front of the theater where the screen is, but the back. So there's only one exit. One exit, Kyle. <laughs> Jesus. And we made it out safely and we go into the parking lot and there's a very small parking lot and, uh, and we get into the car. Oh, oh my God, we're safe. We escaped the killer. The killer, is, he's not going to get us, right? Fuck him. And, well, let's see if he comes out. You know, like, he's got to come out. This is the last showing of the night. It ended, like, a little bit past midnight. I, I got to get a look at this guy one more time. Because even if he comes out, you know, wielding a machete or whatever, we could just peel out in the little Toyota Corolla and be out of there, right? The guy never came out of the theater, Kyle. That is weird. Oh, my God. What a Halloween night. Fucking oh. psycho sitting over my shoulder watching Halloween by himself. That's terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, in this day and age, that's so scary after we've had all these, like, horrible, devastating things. Yeah. Dude, people would have called the cops immediately and been on that that case. You just can't do that anymore. No way. It was crazy. This guy was eyeing me up and down. I couldn't believe it. I felt kind of similar recently. I was going to see The Conjuring, which was one of the um, thumbs-up horror movies I've seen that's come out since 1980. (laughs) came out a couple years ago, and... uh, um, there it was standing room only. I guess it had sold out or whatever, and I didn't know that they sold standing room tickets in movie <laughs> theaters. And I don't think they game? do, so I think they oversold it. And these people right. came in and couldn't find a seat, so they kept standing behind us. And I was there with my girlfriend, and they were going like out this door, probably to where the bathrooms were, and then they would come back in and stand there. And yeah, it's not a very fun feeling to have people like. Standing behind you creepily, and you don't know who they are. So. Yeah, you, you don't need these fucking... Wait. Shit, Kyle. Did you hear that? No, was that the uh, air conditioning? I don't know. Sometimes it kicks on when we're in here. Well, anyway, there's there's a couple more points I wanted we'll to make about Halloween. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, maybe we'll... Yeah, we got we to gotta wrap this up. We're getting close to the end. Of it. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about Loomis, because to me... He is a scene stealer. He is just as scared as Michael Myers, and yet he's faced with... Wait. Kyle. I think I heard it that time. What the hell's going on? I thought we were here by ourselves. Well, the lights are off, so... Wait, I left the lights on. No, you didn't. Shut the hell up. I, I, I always keep the fucking lights on when we come to the podcast. I gotta leave the building, too, you know? Okay, well, uh, we'll wrap this up, and then we'll go. Um, All right. Yeah, Loomis has a lot of good quotes. Um, and something interesting about the sequels to this movie 
um, and kind of the legacy that it spawned. It was actually trying to be different stories. Every sequel that was going to come out were going to be different stories based around Halloween night. And that's why you get the weird witch's mask one and the third one. Oh, but all the sequels ended up doing, you know, really terribly. So they went back to their crutch, which was Michael Myers, who, of course, was going to stand the test of time and, Absolutely. and go, okay, seriously, what the hell is going on? Oh, boy. All right. Um... There's nobody else here. Shit. Dude, I'm not... <laughs> Talking about all this creepy shit, I'm not <laughs> staying here doing this. This is so weird. Okay, do you want to wrap it up? All right, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Uh, we'll do final comments. Grade? Do we grade retro reviews? Of course, we grade retro reviews, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't okay. think we gave Rocky a grade. Ooh, I said it was I would, perfect. I would beg to say A pluses all around. <laughs> all <laughs> That's well, canon. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween gets an A from me. Kyle, what does it get from get from you? You, you everybody's heard how excited about it. A. Solid A. I'd say a. the only thing that it lacks, unfortunately, with its budget, was a uh, a good way to not date itself. Um, and the the music, while totally perfect for the time period, some of those sound effects are a little bit dated and uh, and silly. Ooh, but I still love them. In my, I love them too, but yeah. it's it it comes with the territory. But uh, yeah, I absolutely know why it's preserved in the film registry and everything i think this is a fantastic movie i think a lot of people watch it on halloween so it's really good to have uh Excellent. have uh, <clears throat> on there uh <laughs> this is so weird i can't do this man i know we gotta that, bail that out of this yeah. this is so effed up um okay hey uh and uh thanks for listening uh loud on the set of gmail.com um <laughs> my heart's racing this yeah. is so weird i hear no, someone's fucking with us, I man. Totally I totally hear breathing. They That's totally it. are. Nobody knows we were recording today. No, they don't. Totally empty. Alright, yo, let's let's fuck. Shit. Alright, yo, let's hide. Let's hide. You gotta hide. You gotta hide. In that little corner right there, in that little corner. Go hide in that corner. Go hide in that corner. Shit, shit, shit. Yo, yeah, what do you got around here? The pencil. The lucky pie pencil. Yo, it's it's now. No, if he, if he comes in, I'm just yo, fucking stab him. Is it just? I'm gonna poke my head out. It's somebody just messing with me. I'm gonna poke right. my head out. I'm gonna okay. poke my head out. Don't go to. Shit, shit. Okay, all right. Yo, where's your phone? Where's your phone? Right here. Yo, yo, there he is. There he is. Yo, I got him. I got him. I got him. Don't worry about him. Yeah, take that. Oh, it was my pencil. I think, I think we got him. I think we got him. Let me, let me see. I'm going to open the door, all right? Think I should open the door? Dude, you open the door if you want. I'm staying way over here. Did you see the face? No, I didn't see the face. Yo, yo. It, it looked like Michael Myers. I'm not even fucking around. You, fuck you, man. It, it looked, looked like, like Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. Did you just curse? It's okay. I don't care. Don't worry right, about it. I'm going to open the door. Yeah. You see him? Yo, he's laying on the ground. I'm just, yo, I'm not even gonna take the pencil. I'm just gonna leave it there. Is that right? Alright, right now. Alright, we gotta step over him. You go first. I'm not stepping over him. Didn't you see the movie? He might wake up. I'm the first. Ready? One, two. Ah!